The story of the MLS, as we all know, comes a long way of, of 25 years of Major League Soccer history, finally making a dent in the sports world of America, finally being able to compete with Major League Baseball and the National Hockey League, but it's still got a long way to go if it wants to challenge America's game, being the NFL, aka the National Football League, but who knows, maybe soccer can be America's game in the future. It's happened before. Prior to American football, America's game was Major League Baseball, now it's football with the NFL. Like I said, who knows? Maybe soccer one day can be America's game with Major League Soccer. Today we look back at one of the 10 original charter teams of the 1996 MLS season being FC Dallas. Now we're turning back the clock to the year 1996 in the MLS inaugural season back when FC Dallas was formed on June 6, 1995 when they were known as the Dallas Burn. Whoever chose the name Burn was supposedly the name was chosen due to the Texas heat and weather. Believe me, it gets hot in Texas. I mean, it's hot in Texas right now. So I can see why they chose the name. Anyways, the Dallas Burns selected Hugo Sanchez as their first player in FC Dallas history, playing their home games at the Cotton Bowl near downtown Dallas in their inaugural game facing off against the San Jose Clash on April 14, 1996 in front of a crowd of 27,779 fans, which sounds like a lot, but to put that into perspective, the Cotton Bowl holded a capacity of 68,252 seats back in 1996 at the Cotton Bowl. So yeah, not exactly that impressive, but still good. Now, the score for that day resulted in 0-0 going to penalties with the Dallas Burn winning 2-1 in a penalty shootout. But remember, the penalties were pretty unconventional and flat-out weird compared to the traditional soccer system, as we all know. I'll let you guys check out. I'll let you guys check that out. Make sure to Google MLS Penalty Shootouts 1996, and you'll see what I mean. Anyways, the Dallas Burn will go on to have a record of 12 wins, 15 losses, ranked second in overall performance in the Western Conference for the 1996 MLS inaugural season. Having done okay in their first season, at first they were alright. However, near the end of the season, they were going to lose five games straight in a row. But, I mean, it was an inaugural season, and the MLS was basically an experimental league at first for FIFA, so it wasn't expected to be an elite soccer league compared to Europe or the Mexican Soccer League in the first year. But the Dallas Burn, I would say, did a lot better than their rivals. If you take a look at the 1996 stats for the MLS, overall, in the 1996 playoffs, the Dallas Burn would face off against the Kansas City Wiz. The Wiz. I know, right? The Wiz. Who thought of that name? Hey, guys, let's go to the Wiz game. I'm a Wiz fan. I'm a Kansas City Wiz. Oh, boy. Anyways, you might recognize him today as Sporting Kansas City, and in a best-of-three win series against the Dallas Burn, that Dallas Burn would lose to the Kansas City Wiz in a 2-1 to series with Kansas advancing to the conference finals with the 1996 MLS Cup champions that year being LA Galaxy. Now moving on to the modern era, having some success in the MLS for some time, having won the 1997 US Open Cup, US Open Cup against DC United and having some success in the MLS Cup playoffs for some time. However, failing to reach the MLS Cup finals, the Dallas Burn would begin a period of transition rebranding into what is now known today as FC Dallas. After the 2004 season, legendary sports pioneer and club owner Lamar Hunt announced the rebranding of the Dallas Burn into FC Dallas, playing their home games in Frisco, Texas in the newly built Pizza Hut Park. In March of 2005, FC Dallas signed Guatemalan forward Carlos Ruiz, who had scored 50 goals in 72 games for the FC Galaxy, I mean LA Galaxy, and earned the MVP award for helping LA Galaxy to win the 2002 MLS Cup. Then on August 6, FC Dallas played their inaugural game as, as FC Dallas. Of, I know, right? 
I mean, I meant Dallas Burn as FC Dallas for the first time at Pizza Hut Park and tied with the New York slash New Jersey Metro Stars 2-2. Ranked second in the West behind the San Jose Earthquakes, Dallas returned to the playoffs for the first time in two seasons, losing in the conference semifinals to Colorado in a penalty kick shootout with Roberto Mina's attempt saved by Joe Cannon. Then in 2006, FC Dallas finished the regular season at the top of their Western at top of the Western Conference, but lost in the playoffs in the conference semifinals again, leading to Collins Clark's dismissal. He was later replaced by Steve Morrow. In 2007, a third consecutive playoff appearance ended at the same stage with a 4-2 defeat of the Houston Dynamo, who will go on to win their second consecutive MLS Cup. In 2005 and in 2007, FC Dallas reached the their first two U.S. Open Cup Finals since their 1997 victory, losing both by one goal to the LA Galaxy and the New England Revolution. After that, the following two seasons, FC Dallas would miss the MLS Cup playoffs. During the 2008 season, Steve Morrow was replaced by, forgive me if I say his name wrong, Shiles Heidman. Then in 2009, the club signed Brian Levea as the club's first homegrown player from its development academy. Moving on to 2010, on November 21st, 2010, FC Dallas had reached the MLS Cup Finals, making their first debut facing off against the Colorado Rapids at BMO Field in Toronto, Canada, also being the first MLS Cup played outside the United States with only 21,700 people attending, with FC Dallas coming off as one of their most successful seasons today, having reached their final ranking third in the Western Conference with 12 wins, 4 losses, and 14 ties. However, all of this will come to an end with FC Dallas losing 2-1 in extra time by an own goal scored by FC Dallas defender George John in extra time, ending the FC Dallas dream of winning an MLS Cup trophy at the moment. At the moment, everybody. Don't worry, FC Dallas will win one eventually. After that, as of 2010, FC Dallas has not returned to the MLS Cup Finals, entering a short period of decline between 2011 through 2015. Even though at times appeared in the MLS Cup Playoffs, it wouldn't be until 2016 that FC Dallas would be successful again, winning the MLS Short Supporters Shield, ranking not just first in the Western Conference, but first overall in the entire MLS system, including the Eastern Conference with 17 wins, 8 losses, and 9 ties for the night for the 2016 season. The sad thing, however, is being an MLS team in, in Dallas is often overshadowed by other sports teams, especially the Dallas Cowboys. Hex, man, I mean, I don't even remember hearing about FC Dallas in the news or even with the people in general who were into sports in 2016 over over talking about how successful the FC Dallas was primarily due to the Dallas Cowboys having a successful season in 2016 with starters like Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott being on top of their game, being one of the most successful teams in the NFL for the 2016 seasons. I mean, with 13 wins and three losses going undefeated for 11 straight games, yeah, the hype of her Dallas was real for the Cowboys. And that's and that's what all the fuss was about for sport for sports in the sports world, uh, Dallas in 2016. Very little to hear from FC Dallas in sports news. Also, to add, their highest attendance rate during the 2016 season was 16,301 attendees against the New England Revolution, with their lowest attendance being 10,381 fans. Comparing them with the, the Dallas Cowboys, there's a huge contrast. I'll say that. I love FC Dallas. It has a great history despite declining certain years. And even in successful seasons, not many people in the DFW area seem to care about FC Dallas in general with its low attendance, etc. But the issue is here why FC Dallas is... Okay, how should I put this? 
The issue is here is FC Dallas is underappreciated due to two factors. Being Toyota Stadium, home of the FC Dallas, formerly known as Pizza Hut Park, is not even located in Dallas. It's almost an hour from Dallas, located in Frisco, Texas. While most of the sports teams in Dallas, for example, the Dallas Stars and the Dallas Mavericks, literally play in downtown Dallas in the American Airlines Center, while the Texas Rangers and Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington, Texas, less than 30 minutes and has the advantage over FC Dallas due to being in Frisco. Compared to downtown Dallas and Arlington, Texas Texas being one of the, the go-to places for entertainment in North Texas, having Six Flags over Texas, Hurricane Harbor, obviously there's two sports teams that are there and not too far from the other two, music and media, and UT Arlington, which is a university located in, near the near AT&T Stadium and home of the Texas Rangers, located between Fort Worth and Dallas, while Frisco, on the other hand, located far north of Dallas, doesn't have much of entertainment. While it's still a great town, it's nothing compared to Arlington and downtown Dallas. But they are growing rapidly. For example, a while ago, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, had commissioned the new Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters. Previously, correct me if I'm wrong, was in was in Valley Ranch, Texas. But anyways, in Frisco, and it is breathtaking. And there's other stuff to check out in Frisco, Texas, like the National Video Game Museum, U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame, literally connected to Toyota Stadium, home of the FC Dallas, etc. The last key issue is the sports culture of FC Dallas, lacking attention and advertisement in the DFW area. I mean, they're barely shown on TV, and that's one of the key issues. There's others, but in order to better compete with other sports teams in Dallas, they need to advertise more of themselves and get connected with the community like the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Cowboys, meeting with their fans and also advertise the game on TV more on social media. Since their current TV deals in general sucks, mostly on paid subscriptions like ESPN+, FS1, etc. The only time they show up for free is mostly if you live in Dallas County local areas on local channels like Dallas, like Texas 21. I don't know what the media budget is, but they are barely making a dent here in Dallas with that, to be honest. And also, they need to connect with the youth more, which they are trying to do right now. For example, a couple years ago, they opened Money Grand Park Soccer Complex, only about 15 minutes from downtown Dallas to improve the soccer culture and FC Dallas reputation in the community. I've personally been there. It's a great facility. Correct me if I'm wrong, but FC Dallas does train there sometimes. But overall, it's a really cool place and it's packed for the most part. Only the night games is less crowded, but yeah, FC Dallas has been stepping up their game with the community. Overall, the team is underestimated. I personally love FC Dallas. It has a rich history despite the decline. I know in the future it will grow in the ranks of FC of Dallas sports. Maybe in 10 to 15 years from now, who knows, but currently not now. In, 20, in 2020 to 2021, they're one of, the, one of the few badly hit teams with COVID-19, along with Nashville with the highest percentage of players and staff sick, and which did not participate in the MLS's back tournament, canceling its MLS comeback tournament at Disneyland, ranking sixth in the Western Conference, and eliminated in the second round of conference semifinals 1-0. As of 2021, FC Dallas is currently playing its 2021 season, currently ranked last in the Western Conference at the time of this video, with one win, three losses, and three ties, with their next game against Minnesota United June 19, 2021, at 7.30 p.m. Central Time at Toyota Stadium. Overall, FC Dallas is a great MLS team despite declining, like I said. It's one of the few clubs to have been formed and owned by Lamar Hunt, the same man who pioneered modern American sports, the modern American sports world and owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, etc. Coming a long way from 25 years of FC Dallas history, it's one of the most unique sports teams in the sports world, I have to say. And that's just a quick history of the, of the team. There's so much more, but that's all for this week's episode. Thank you guys for, for listening and good night.